0: Bridge toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon, Ford
0: Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's, What's a good engagement? How long give? before a wedding should I send out? How many and save games the dates? are in the first series? Use of IMAP NBA to check find email best on best other best email spots. clients. Identify fonts, fonts from where to from find. We were four years out. Welcome. Welcome yeah, to the Voices exactly. of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the evolution of Google search results. Joining us is Morty Oberstein, who is the head of SEO branding at Wix, which is a leading cloud-based development platform with millions of users worldwide. And Wix makes it easy for everyone to create beautiful professional websites. So far this week, Morty and I have talked about whether Google search results are getting better or worse. And yesterday, we talked about Google Mum and the future of search. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about the evolution of featured snippets. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Morty Oberstein, the head of SEO branding at Wix. Morty, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Third time's a charm. Thank you. Always good to have you back. Hey, three times in a week, what a pleasure. We've covered a lot of ground talking about, hypothetically, is Google getting better or worse? Which direction are we heading with the big G in the sky? And I think a big part of this is how the consumers not only feel about the company, do they have trust in the results they're getting, and even if Google has technological advancements like Google Mum, do consumers understand how to use that? We've got our multimodal the, the double M multitask unified model, the mum, the mum. Uh, that great, Google can present better results where you can combine images and text, but nobody knows how to use it. so why does it matter? And that actually gets us into the last part of our conversation where we've got the consumer sentiment. We've got the technology. Talk to me about the user experience. We've got a million featured snippets. Google is taking everybody's content and putting it in front of the user so they don't have to click on anything anymore. And we've got voice search and there's all sorts of ways for Google to change their user experience. How is this evolving?
1: You know what's weird? Over the last couple of months, there's been around, I think, five or six different tests, significant tests. You know, it's been covered on the, you know, the SEO news outlets where Google's throwing multiple URLs into the feature snippet, which is weird because I always looked at the feature snippet as Google saying, you know what we can do? We can take your content, we can put it on the SERP, and we can position it as the one true answer, which in turn makes us look like the authority with your content. And you'll get a whole bunch of clicks to put your URL in there. And then all of a sudden, now they're putting a whole bunch of URLs And diversifying the answers inside of the featured snippet, that's bizarre to me. It's a little
0: strange that when we think about what a featured snippet having multiple URLs and it kind of gets into the end goal of Google here and, and a little bit of the content ownership debate where Google can build all of these experiences where they're providing answers from content consumers. But we've had lots of conversations about what Google can and should be presenting to consumers. If there is a question that Google can ask, how do they contribute to the content creator's reason for creating that content? Somebody searches for where do I find the greatest MarTech podcast in the world? And Google could say the best MarTech podcast in the world is the MarTech podcast by I Hear Everything. True story. But it doesn't mean that they're necessarily linking to that podcast and providing value to me as the content creator. They're basically just taking credit for the answer. So talk to me about this evolution of, you know, sort of the fight over who owns the content and the fight over the click from the Google search.
1: Yeah, there's always been this sort of back and forth about it. If you even th- theoretically, you can put a robot's meta tag on your on your page and say, hey, no snippet. You know, if you really want to get technical into, if, are you really justifying Google's approach to this, you can stop them from doing it for your particular website. I don't think anyone's going to really do that because we kind of, in the end of the day, as much as you might complain about it, I kind of feel like most of the time we really do want that feature snippet. It's sort of a mutually beneficial relationship. I think what Google, I honestly, I think Google's less worried about us as content creators and SEOs. And I think they're more worried about what people think. And when people see that one true answer and they only see one URL and they're not trusting Google to begin with, that we talked about in the previous episodes... I think Google's worried about that. And I think what they've been trying to do since then is say, you know what, let's diversify the URLs in there a little bit, as opposed to positioning ourselves as the only source of the answer, as the authority of people looking to us as, oh, it's Google's answer. Let's diversify the URLs a little bit and let's make, oh, here's a bunch of answers from the web. In fact, one of the headings they use for one of these feature snippet like SERP features is from across the web. And they have a whole bunch of you know expandable tabs you can open up and see all the information from various websites. I don't know if they've gotten to the point where they're worried about us as content creators. Perhaps they are. I think they're more worried about what people in general think, given that people in general don't seem to trust Google all that much these days.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. It's a realization that I've had recording this podcast for, I don't know, four or five years now, is that Google definitely doesn't care about SEOs as much as they do about the end consumer, and they might not like SEOs, right? They actually think that content creators are great. Go create valuable content and we'll help you service it. But the manipulation of the content for the purpose of rankings, Google seems to be pretty against. They they don't love the underlying goal of an SEO, which is to get a piece of content to rank.
1: I think it's a mixed relationship. I think there are, first off, there's some really, really good people at Google who work there. John Mueller is an absolute saint and a doll. I think it's complicated. I think there are SEOs who do those sort of things that are, you know, trying to manipulate the results or they, or a philosophical point of view, look at it as, okay, let me now manipulate Google and get this page up there. And I think there are SEOs who are more about trying to find value, understanding how the ecosystem works, trying to understand it within the ecosystem how it works, where is their opportunity. And obviously the technical side of it, making sure the payers are healthy and wealthy and therefore are healthy-wise and maybe therefore wealthy. I think Google likes those SEOs. I think Google sees those SEOs as partners. I'm going to push back. Okay.
0: Google likes content creators. That's what I said. Google might like webmasters, engineers that are optimizing the site. The SEO function, which is I'm going to take the existing content and website and manipulate it to manufacture results on Google.
1: I don't think they like that. No, I agree with that. I don't think they like that, but I think that's that's sort of a split within SEOs, right? You know, an SEO who's fixing a, a site and making it load faster so Google can save resources, I think Google likes that SEO. I think an SEO who's focused on trying to create a, a organic search strategy that's driven around, you know, user-first content and you know, keyword opportunity, I think Google likes that SEO. I don't think Google likes the SEOs buying a bunch of links.
0: For sure, Google does not like that. So let's get back into talking about how this relates to the featured snippet. We can all create our content. Google tends to favor great content creators, but the the format for which they're presenting that content is changing. Look into your crystal ball. We've got more voice search, more zero-sum search, more featured snippet elements, more tools and technologies and placements for Google to play with. What do you prioritize as Google continues to evolve and iterate on more of like a category basis, different experiences for flights as opposed to music, as opposed to whatever other type of query? How do you focus and keep it all organized?
1: I mean, for me, it's creating very specific, very nuanced content. I think what we're going to get into is an ecosystem where that sort of casting a wide net kind of content is not going to rank as well or not going to rank as often. Google put that in context, like there's a place in time for the ultimate guide to whatever, which I I think there is a place for that kind of content. But Google's going to try and you see them doing it now. They have all sorts of filters on the SERP trying to get you to refine your own query, trying to get you to focus on a particular topic, a particular slice of particular take on that topic. And I think writing content around that will open up opportunity for you. Because I think what's going to happen is you're going to have more, and there's going to be a challenge for ring trackers, to be honest with you. You're going to have more of these features that are these expandable tabs, expandable carousels that have multiple URLs in them. So Google can show us more of a diverse or eclectic content experience and offer a more nuanced take via those pieces of content. So, you know, If you have one feature snippet offering one take, you can't really offer that much of a nuanced take on the content or the topic. But if you have multiple URLs with multiple or various takes on it from different perspectives, Then you can and i think you're going to have these sort of carousels boxes whatever sort of features that have these urls in them offering different takes from different perspectives on the same topic which by the way again going back to the rank tracker point of it you're going to need to figure that out as an seo because rank trackers in general don't go into these boxes and count your urls in terms of ranking so look at your impressions in search console if you see all of a sudden this is a you know enormous spike in something you're probably in some sort of box. It could be the Twitter carousel has a URL in it. It could be one of these expandable tabs has your URL in it. It could be some sort of, you know, multi-featured snippet has your URL in it that you're not seeing in your rank tracker, but your impressions will pick it up in search console.
0: There you go. There you have it. Morty Oberstein looking into his crystal ball and giving us our featured snippet advice for down the road. Morty, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for coming on and being my guest.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Morty Oberstein, the head of SEO branding at Wix. If you'd like to get in touch with Morty, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Morty Oberstein, M-O-R-D-Y-O-B-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. Or you can visit his website, which is theseorant.com, dot com.